the third edition of the Madera Tribune podcast, sponsored by Pacific Map. My name is Nudy Sega Brendris, and I'm with my co-host, Tyler Takeda. Today's episode, we have quite a few topics for the Madera community, including the new Madera mayor, I should say, was recently sworn in, along with various council members. At the last city council meeting on December 2nd, the mayor, Santos Garcia, was sworn in as, obviously, the mayor. He comes from District 5, so now that seat is now vacant. Also on that city council date, they swore in Anita Evans and Artemio Villegas for first-timers. Jose Rodriguez was re-elected in his district, so he knew the whole ceremony. Uh, And Artemio Villegas is now the uh, mayor pro tem. So there's a lot of changes going on within the city. All three of the three of the four people running for the city offices uh, were the incumbents were not retained. So there's a lot of changes going on. There's a lot of changes going on in the city as well. Yeah, and um, you know, like you mentioned, uh, changes. We have the new Madera Fire Station. Uh, what street did that uh, get built on again, Tyler? It's over there on Aviation Drive, over there north of Madera, by the airport area. It's, it just came online November 30th. It's a 9,000 square foot facility that has the ladder truck. It's a great new facility. It's, it's really neat. It's right there by the Madera County Sheriff's Office. So it's going to provide a lot of service to those people in the northern part of Madera that kind of been a little bit neglected. But now there's a lot of building and 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 houses going up in that area so that'll be really good really good and they'll be able to help a lot of people in that area and um you know i'm glad you brought up you know help because you know there's a car club seventh annual car club that's going on in madera now what exactly are they funding you know what what um help are they going for this was the cali living car club and they held their seventh annual toy drive um car show and motorcycle show over the weekend, and they, you know, they usually have 100 to 200 to 125 cars. A whole bunch of people come out and donate toys. That's part of the 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 admission fee is to donate a toy for this big time car show. However, because of COVID and all the restrictions, it was kind of pared down. However, they got over 400 toys donated, and they have they they rented a big old packer truck to be able to put every all the toys in there. Um, they held it at Sugar Pine Smokehouse because they usually hold it at Town and Country Park, but because the parks are closed, they had to find another facility. So Lisa Gill at Sugar Pine Smokehouse was kind enough to let them use their parking lot, and their parking lot was filled with m- more than 80 cars and motorcycles and other vehicles for this car club. So it's a, it's a little great organization. All the toys that they brought in are donated locally. They'll be given to Madera Kids, so that's a great thing. Yeah, that's incredible. Now, you said, what, f- over 400 toys given out? Over 400 toys. I talked to him earlier this week, and he was still getting toys in for people that didn't even go to the car club. But they also wanted me to make sure and mention that they practiced social distancing. They were six feet apart. Everybody wore masks, and it was all done outside. Well, I'm glad they were following those those guidelines and, you know, being careful and practicing safe social distancing. But, you know, of course, you know, the main point of the story is, you know, the help and, you know, toys that were given out to the kids in Madeira, especially during this time of year where, you know, a lot of families are hurting and needing. And, you know, the toys 
albeit not necessarily what the family needs, but, you know, everyone needs, you know, some joy, some fun every now and then. And especially, like I said, during this time, you're with COVID, you know, lockdowns impending. Now, you know, we've been hearing about some potential lockdowns and, you know, the change for restaurants from in-house dining to either takeout, delivery, and not even any outside dining as well. So, you know, what are your thoughts on the recent lockdowns and when do you think we can get back to normal? Well, I hope we get back to normal as soon as possible. But, you know, these these restaurants are struggling. They put in a lot of money to have outdoor dining. Like people like Perko's and Red Onion and Cochineer Restaurant and Sugar Pine Smokehouse and Vineyard. All these local businesses, they've invested in doing whatever they can to keep stay afloat. And now with this stay-at-home order, they can't even have people outside. It's only dine, uh, takeout or delivery. And some people can't even afford the delivery part. Perkos is lucky that they have that Kelly Molina over there has kids that are willing to drive around and deliver. I ordered from them the other day. I went to Red Onion and caught you. I try to go to as many local places as I can during the week. And it's so tough. I, I went into Perkos the other day and I saw the, the look on Kelly Molina's face of, of trying to deal with this new order. My opinion is people should have the choice of whether they want to eat outside, dine in, or take out. I understand not dining in, but the dine out is a little fuzzy on my part. I, I, I think I'd like to have the choice of doing that. I know we were talking earlier, there's a little difference of opinion, but I think your opinion also works for the same thing, so it also may change my opinion of everything. So what what's your view on all this? You know, I definitely agree that, you know, the consumers, the people, the community members should have a say in what's going on. However, you know, from my experience, from what I've seen, you know, as soon as in-house dining, I think it's called, whatever it is, as soon as that is, you know, banned and they move to outside dining, well, when you build a canopy that's closed from the roof and on the sides, you're still dining inside. I mean, that's just what it is. And for, for me anyway, you can't have outside dining unless it's open. There are no walls. There's nothing above you. I mean, people have to understand that just because you're not sitting inside of a restaurant, you can still get COVID from other people around you. I mean, six feet apart, the particles, I mean, people just need to do their research and they need to understand that, you know, this isn't about, you know, trancing or trouncing on your civil liberties. It's about keeping you, your neighbors, your loved ones safe. I mean, look at what's been going on. There are no more ICU beds in, well, I don't know. There's maybe a few left in Madera. There's none left in Fresno County and there's none left in other places around California. So it's getting worse. And with the impending Christmas holiday, it can get a lot worse. So people need to understand that they need to realize it's not just about them and their needs. It's about everyone around them. And that's what the community is about. And I have no doubts about Madera because the community spirit is what makes Madera great, in my opinion. That's a great point of view, and I understand that totally. So with that thought, and all these restaurants having to have delivery and dine-out options only, People in Madera need to shop local, you know, dine in local, support these locally owned restaurants, even the even the other restaurants that are around. 
even it's even more apparent now to keep these local businesses afloat, like the shop local, like the it's the holiday season, so people are out buying presents and buying gifts and everything for people. You know, we got people like Braga Farms and Layton's Jewelers and GBS Hardware with whatever they have over there. Midland Tractor has they have toys. Did you know they have toys in Midland Tractor? I didn't know. You know, Kukenbecker they have uh, barbecue set up in their little facility. So it's important for everybody to shop local, especially in this time, because maybe when things open up, those businesses that you know used to be open may not be open. That's a great point. And when this, you know, shutdown ends, when the, you know, dine-in end or the, you know, takeout delivery ends, you know, where are you going to go once everything goes back to normal? Because like you said, a lot of these businesses are hurting. They're losing money. They don't know what to do. And that, you know, brings it, you know, to my other point. I mean, we spoke, you know, a second ago about, you know, the difference between dining inside, dining outside. Well, if we're not getting help from, you know, the government, if companies and businesses and restaurants aren't getting financial assistance, of course they have to do what they have to do. But it also shows the community members that they have to do something as well. And like Tyler said, you have to shop local, you have to keep your money where you live, and you have to support your neighbors. I mean, that's what the community of Madeira is about, supporting one another. And that also means us at the Madeira Tribune as well. We have a classified section that's there for the readers. You know, if you want to, if you have uh, need, if you have help that you need, if you are a person that can offer help, if you want to sell something, our classified section is there for you. If you are having a yard sale or if you're having just uh, a sale or if you're a private, uh, local business that wants to get more readership, check out the Madeira Tribune. We have we have our subscriptions, our, our, our selling, and we have a lot of people out there that read the Madeira Tribune and are very, very loyal to us. So if they see that you're loyal to us, they'll be loyal to you. So we, we really need those advertising dollars to come to the Madeira Tribune, especially during this holiday time. Because holiday, when I think of a holiday, I think of bright lights and decorations everywhere. And you can say, I don't know, I'm in the Christmas spirit because my decorations are up and I see a lot of decorations everywhere else. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say I have as much holiday joy as you, but I definitely like to see the lights and, you know, the people taking the time and the effort to putting that up. And, you know, it's there for, you know, cheer and joy and especially during this time and you know, I know you were speaking about a um, uh, something, uh, you know, some lights that caught your eye or something like that. Well, what Nugase is not telling you is he's here in a nice sweatshirt and jeans where I'm in a nice, ugly sweater t-shirt with a Santa hat on. And I even brought him his Christmas present today. So I'm all in the Christmas spirit. And, and so I'm all excited. So when I see things, see things like this beautiful house over there on Lemon Grove by the by the Madera Tribune office, I get really, really excited, and it really, really makes me happy. <laughs> you know, Tyler is, like I said, a very joyful person, and, you know, the Christmas time, you know, really brings out his spirit. But, you know, for me, Christmas is all about, you know, who the Lakers play on Christmas Day. That's all, <laughs> all it's about for me. So, but, you know, you mentioned you were talking about a house on Lemon Grove that you recently saw. So I'm here with Jeff Cox at his home here on uh, Lemon Grove and Almond Drive. He's been doing a Christmas house for the last 15 years. So tell me, Jeff, about what, tell me some of the specifics. How many lights do you have out here? We have around 10,000 lights this year. I just 
added about 2,000 more this year. And and you said that they're all sequenced by music. So if they right. come around, put their put the radio station on, they'll see a sequence. Exactly. It's, it's, there's a sign in the front of the house. It's 98.5. You can listen to the music and watch the lights sequenced. It's also on a speaker. So if you're standing in front of the house, you can hear it as well. And then, so how long does it take to kind of get set up for Christmas? It takes about a week. Good, solid work. But like you were saying earlier, though, you're not done. No. <laughs> no, I, it seems like... I'll have an idea, and if I got this, like the room, like I put this teddy bear out yesterday, Lightning Queen went out today. Just because I found him, it's like, well, I got a, I got a spot for it over here. So there it goes, and I'm sure as the next week goes by, I'll, I'll, I'll bring more stuff out and put it out. And then what's amazing is that you, you still get letters today from kids saying thank you for doing our gifts, or tell me about some of the things that you get from a lot the, of the community. A lot of people have brought us boxes of candy, they just knock on the door. And uh, we've gotten letters in the mail from families thanking us for it, people we don't even know. People, a lot of people live in the apartments and stuff. And uh, they'll just sign it, you know, thank you for the holiday cheer, the so-and-so family. It's really, really fun. And, and it's a really neat thing to realize that you're impacting people that you didn't even, you know, they're, you're impacting them so much that they want to write you a letter. Yeah. They want to bring you something else. They'll, they'll tell us that their kids have grown up looking at this stuff. That every year they do. I had people tell us that their kids won't go to bed until they come over here and look at this night. <laughs> see Santa. How neat is it um, to see the outpouring of the community from last year when you had a little evangelism done to your yard, to see the outpouring of the community to kind of say, hey, we want this up. Yeah, it was really, I was really uh, discouraged about, I, I had just started, it was, I think it was uh, Thursday, right after Thanksgiving, just started it, had a few things out, and then vandalism, so I thought, you know, I'm just going to pack all it all away. And, and you started, did, right? You you had only like one thing out for about a week. Yeah, I had a, a big Santa sleigh and I had a, a just the, the big stuff and hadn't really even started the little stuff yet. And that night, two nights in a row, they, they came and they slashed it. And I was I told my wife, I said, you know, well, let's just shut it off, put it away for the year. I just don't want to deal, deal with it. But then we started getting people knocking on the door and because uh, they saw it on the news and they saw it in the, in the paper, I think, too. That, uh, that we had this happen, and they just were just they brought us new inflatables. They brought us uh, gift cards for Home Depot. They brought us candy, different things, uh, even even cash. So it was really just uh, kind of say, wow, they do care. <laughs> it isn't just you know just for myself. It, well, but for you, it's also um, a thing of love, and you enjoy doing the bring Christmas cheer to everybody. Yeah, and, and that's why I like in the newspaper and stuff too. So I can as many people as possible will come out and see it. And then you do this for all the holidays. Like you had a big old Halloween theme here. How Halloween. many people did you get for Halloween? It was it was kind of light this year. Usually we have, oh man, thousands of trick-or-treaters. We gave away lots of candy. But this year was kind of maybe a, a couple hundred. It was real limited because of the COVID stuff. But you still had a, quite a bit of people come to see yeah, your stuff. Oh, yeah, we still had quite a few people here. It was uh, mainly just the neighborhood, but we still had a lot of people here. I think the best thing about it is that or the funniest thing that we always talk about, your lawn always comes back every time. It does. <laughs> it does. It's, for some reason, it just miraculously comes back. It takes till about the middle of March. but <laughs> <laughs> Until the next inflatable start going up, right? right? They go right before Valentine's Day. I have a giant heart and stuff that goes out. So, but, uh, All right, sir. Well, thank you for spreading Christmas cheer, especially in the Madera community. It's always great to see it. Obviously, here at the Madera Tribune, we love, we love to see it, and we want to make sure we get as many people out here. And yes. that's basically what you want to do, right? It is. I want as many people to come see it and as many kids to, to enjoy it as possible. You know, we don't put it out for nothing. So it, uh, 
makes us happy when I come out here and I see cars and kids and I, I can hear kids inside the house out here enjoying it. So. Thank you, Jeff Cox, for showing us your home and, of course, I'm sure the Madeira community is very thankful for seeing your time, effort, and dedication to bring some joy and Christmas cheer to the community members of Madeira. Now, we have a special announcement. Um, you know, our famous, you know, Bill Coat is bringing a special treat to the Madeira community. Tyler? So, within the next week, we're going to stay tuned to the Madeira Tribune social media platforms. We're going to be presenting a special edition of the Madeira Tribune podcast. This will be Madeira historian extraordinaire um, Bill Coat. He's going to be reading uh, The Night Before Christmas. And listening to Bill, if anybody has ever heard Bill or talked to Bill Coat, he's just a master storyteller. So I can't wait to hear his rendition of The Night Before Christmas. And this will be coming out on the social media platforms within the next week. Well, uh, thank you again, Tyler, for that. And to the community members of Madeira, thank you again for tuning in to this episode of the Madeira Tribune Podcast, sponsored by Pacific Metal Fab. And uh, stay tuned, like Tyler said, and we'll be, we'll be coming back to you uh, sometime next week. Thank you again, and we'll see you soon. Merry Christmas.